Welcome to the Life Atelier podcast. I'm your host, Emma LaBelle, and <laughs> this is a totally impromptu, random podcast episode because it's Sunday evening and I am feeling very, very rested because I've had a very restful day. Rita is stretching out next to me. We've sort of created, I just sent an email out to my list about how we're kind of doing winter cocooning but in the summer so I've made um I have like this 1950s sofa that folds out into a bed and I set it up when I went to New York and Rita was going to be recovering from her operation with my ex-boyfriend and so that they had like a kind of hospital set up downstairs which they never used in the end because she went into hospital and didn't come out until I came home but now it's really nice so we have this like day bed downstairs and it's very cozy and the tiled floors that I complained about bitterly in the winter because they're too cold are perfect (laughs) for 35 39 degrees and I've got my rituals happiness candle burning which is making me very happy so this may all sound very smug um But I got an email from one of our Studio Confianza members and it arrived this afternoon and I came to have a look at my emails because I was feeling energised after having an amazing, amazing sleep this afternoon. And it was such a good email and it's it's a topic that I wanted to cover. And so I'm just going to read a little bit of it and basically... What she says is she's working through, well, (laughs) this is for you if you're listening. I hope you are because I'm going to send you the link to this podcast episode. Um, Wanted to ask you something. Working my way through the self-care module at the moment, and this is probably a bit of a silly question, but what activities count as resting? And it's not a silly question at all because one of the first things that I realized when I started my Time Hacker certification and my Time Hacker journey was I realized that I didn't actually know how to rest and it was the same sensation of going to my first yoga class like years ago I used to go to this hot yoga place on Deansgate in Manchester which was really cool and we had the first lesson lesson session I don't know first bit of yogaing and we we were lying on our backs breathing and I, <laughs> I realized I'm not very good at breathing. I can't fill my stomach, my lungs with air. I can't do it. I'm a very shallow, nervous breather. And that was the first indication that actually maybe, maybe I have some stress and tension that I'm not aware of. And I didn't learn all about that until about 10 years later. But yeah, really interesting. So we think we should just be good at breathing yet as this explosion of breathwork trainers and coaches and courses shows us we're not actually very good at breathing we've kind of forgotten we're disconnected from our bodies and the same as rest we're not taught to rest in fact we are taught that resting is bad resting is lazy resting involves spending money and going on holiday and and so what this beautiful member says is that there are things that she wants to do that are quite physical like cycling or walking or drawing or crafts but 
when she's tired. She can't enjoy them and they don't feel relaxing. Now, I identified this, I identified with this so much because I remember trying, like, my lovely mum brought ceramics because she was doing a ceramics course and she's really into it and she she brought this like clay to my brother's house a few years ago to teach me how to do some of it and I had this idea in my head of like I will be very good at this I'm so creative (laughs) and I was (laughs) I got really angry and stressed and I hated it and I got really annoyed now looking back is because I was tired I was tired and and I only realised this when I was reading this email actually because the way that I took it was that actually I'm just not good at this kind of thing so I don't enjoy them but now having had this experience of going through building my 15 hour work week and certifying as a time hacker coach I've realised ah I was stressed and anxious so I had zero patience so now I'm very curious to try ceramics again. Um... The next part of the email is about having a sleep but then feeling that time has been wasted because she could have been doing something she enjoys but then not enjoying it because tired and grumpy. So that's exactly, this is like the vicious cycle that we get into of, you know, stealing from sleep because we feel like we haven't had enough fun during the day and that we we should do something we should we should do something that's fun and that's relaxing and and then that energy means that you get that almost kind of like you know I think of it as like the tired (laughs) tired toddler like I'm not going to bed (laughs) and and then because you're then tired and you're not feeling relaxed very often it's hard to go to sleep even though you're tired and then the next day you're already feeling stressed because you feel like you have more stuff to do and we stay in this trap. So, God, I understand. I understand so much. What I would like to say before I kind of go through a couple of points about this is we can change, okay? I am smugly sitting on the other side of this, having had my nap this afternoon for a couple of hours because I didn't feel great this morning. My time frame my schedule has had to adjust (laughs) a lot because of Rita being sick you know we're into month five of of her sickness journey the weather just went wallop about a month ago and it whacked up to like 39 degrees so suddenly you know all of those lovely rituals that I had disappeared so now we're waking up at six half six to have a walk in the morning um before it gets too hot Rita can't really handle it after about nine half nine a.m <laughs> because even though she was born in Spain she's designed for a British climate which is good news because that's where we're going and but then at night time it's very noisy in the village because you know my neighbors like to socialize in the evening when it's warm but cool warm but cool like warm but not stupidly hot so that's just this like reshuffling and I go through a grumpy period while I'm doing that and and then you know readjust so right now I'm feeling quite happy about that readjustment um so let's look at it why why is resting hard so as I mentioned none of us have been taught how to rest in fact the very opposite is true there are lots of resources that you can dive into this so there's like the nap ministry on instagram which is really great it looks at the kind of 
impact of colonization on, on, on this idea of productivity and how this idea of productivity is actually destroying the planet and it's ruining our natural resources and it's ruining nature as well as giving many of us burnout, depression, anxiety. So if you want to get into the kind of academic technical side of it, you can do that, but you don't need to. You can also just know no one taught us how to rest properly, okay? We're living in a world that is designed in that vein where it doesn't value rest and it sees rest as laziness or just, you know, yeah, being unproductive, which is awful. There's a whole thing in America about the kind of puritanical influence on that as well. Um, but if we take that as our starting point of, okay, let's just say that we do live in a society, the majority of us, where rest is seen as something that's negative, there's almost guilt and shame, there's lots of emotions that are going to come up around it. We are not going to have necessarily logical responses to that because it's emotional. So I can tell you exactly why rest is valuable and you can understand on a surface level and you can intellectually agree with me and say, yep, get it, absolutely. And emotionally, you think it's not safe to rest. And the reason that emotionally you think it's not safe to rest is because of this water that we're swimming in, which says that, you know, if you leave the office before your colleagues, then you're at risk of losing your job. Or if you don't do this extra work and this extra project, then, you know, you might be outcast. So we have to just notice that both of those things are there. There's the academic understanding, which is our thinking brain, our prefrontal cortex, prefrontal cortex, which is great. And then there's the actual emotional response, which is what drives our behavior and is running the show unless we interrupt it and we use our coaching tools to manage it. Now, the second thing is, if we take that as our circumstance, our base level of where we're all at, 99% of people are chronically under-rested, okay? We're tired, and we're tired after years and years and years and years and years of being tired. And I think I've talked about this before on another podcast, or maybe not, maybe with the coaching group in Studio Confianza, but one of the things that I noticed when I started to reduce my hours, so I started the 15-hour Workweek Mastermind in January, and didn't really create my 15-hour work week until about four months in, um, which I'm very proud of myself for doing, despite all of the stuff with Rita, because that was, yeah, anyway, it was, uh, it, it was a journey. Um, but what I realized was I went through this experience of just being exhausted, and I was only working like two or three hours a day sometimes, and I was still tired. And I kept coming back to my coach, Vicky, like every week and saying, you know, shouldn't I have more, <laughs> shouldn't I have more energy by now? Shouldn't I be <laughs> running around like a Duracell bunny and changing the world and doing all of these things? And actually it was after, you know, I'm 37, I started to feel extreme anxiety about the future when I was about, probably about 11 or 12. That's when the kind of competition started in school and you know, you need to do extracurricular things, you need to be playing different musical instruments. I never did the sports thing because I was not sporty, but I did do lots of other extracurricular things. And then there was just, you know, life stuff happening at home. Like many people, 
we had very complicated family things happening. So there wasn't a lot of safety and space to relax in that sense either. And I didn't deal with that like many of us. I just pushed it into a little box of, (laughs) it's fine, everything's fine, until I started working less. So that's what can be quite... um, not just uncomfortable, it can be a bit of a nasty shock. When you start to rest, the first thing that can happen, (laughs) losing, I'm like, yes, it was very unpleasant. The first thing that can happen is it actually feels very uncomfortable because when you're creating space in your brain and you're letting your body start to process everything that's been holding and stress and all of, you know, bits of trauma and all of these things, they start to surface and that can feel very nasty and it's also fantastic for them to come out. So when we're learning how to rest, we need to take into account it's not something that naturally comes easily to us because of conditioning and because of the world that we live in. We are right to look for support And my coach, in fact, it wasn't my coach, it was one of my colleagues on the mastermind. She talked about the luxury of support, like choose the luxury of support. Don't try to do this on your own. You know, get help, ask for help. I am so bloody proud of this woman for emailing me to say, actually, I'm stuck. And I'm noticing that this thing isn't working because it took me a very long time to ask for help. (laughs) And as soon as I asked for help, everything started to change faster and faster. So do get support, do ask for help and say like, okay, what does resting actually look like? Be conscious of the fact that it's a learning process. So as you're going through the discomfort, take the pressure off yourself of being good at resting, okay? Like everything, it's an experiment. So what I would do is look at what's around you, okay? Take stock of where you are and ask yourself, The easiest thing, easiest thing to do, and this is what I did today because, yeah, I still felt guilty about having a sleep at, you know, two till five because I thought, oh, well, I didn't do anything on Friday because I had to, you know, things came up and I should be preparing stuff for my coaching calls this week. And and actually, I felt very tired. So what I did was just ask myself, what does my body need? What do you need right now? So when you're struggling with anything, pause, put your hand, I always like to put my hand on my heart, okay, and just take a breath and just ask, what do you need? What do you need right now? And for four months, I feel like I'm going to (laughs) cry remembering this, for about four months, every time I ask myself, what do you need? And and I'm being very like, uh, I'm making it sound like I was able to ask myself. I wasn't. My coach told me to ask myself in my coaching session. Okay, because what I thought was the answer was to do something. My coach would ask me, okay, get quiet. Ask your body, what does it need? And every time it was, it needs rest. Like, I need sleep. I need space. Now, you might not feel that you have space for this resting because you might have six children, you might have sick relatives at home, you might have, you know, just life stuff. Like you just might be a human with a human life, (laughs) okay? So 
that's okay. So in this situation, when, for example, when I got back from New York and was able to bring Rita home, she had to have her food had to be liquidized and strained and she could only have very, very small portions every two hours, not through the night. We slept through the night, but from about 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. So what I did was I cleared everything. I said, okay, like the money stuff, we're good for now. The money can wait. Okay. <laughs> yes, baby. She's sniffing at me. <laughs> Work can wait. Okay. Remembering people's birthdays, all of these things can wait. What we're going to do is we're just going to work in these two hour cycles. I'm going to nap for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and then we'll do the food and then we'll do it again. Okay. And I will do that until I rebalance. And, and that's what we were able to do in that space. So meet yourself where you are. You know, if you're feeling very activated and very stressed, you're not able to relax and enjoy things, it's very likely your nervous system is very activated because of prolonged exhaustion and prolonged stress. So if you're worried about money, if you're worried about health, if you're worried about, you know, it, like anything, if you're worried about that, just start by acknowledging it. You can look at different ways to work with your nervous system on YouTube. There's some great videos about how to calm your nervous system as well. But also just be kind to yourself and really think about, okay, how can I rest for three seconds or for 10 seconds? Can I close my eyes and turn off all the screens, turn off the television, turn everything off and just give myself a moment to connect? Can I go and <laughs> sit in the grass? you know, can I take my shoes off? Something one of my first coaches did, uh, I remember she said she used to take her shoes off and just go put her feet in the grass. And at the time I thought, well, that's nice for you. You've got grass. I live in the city, but there's always something we can do, you know? So just ask yourself, what can you do? Even like, this sounds really weird, but like running water, like something <laughs> I quite like you know, to just get like a bowl of water, a sink of water that's cool and put my hands in it. There's something, I don't know, I just find it very cooling. I like, there's not a lot of water in Madrid, so we have to make do. So take stock of where you are and look at a way that you can find some rest in that moment. And I'll give you a couple of examples that I use of active rest. So as you're choosing ways to experiment with resting for yourself, be conscious that this is going to change. So yes, a bike ride may be an amazing way for you to feel rested when you've caught up on sleep, when you are no longer under rested. But it might be that you need a couple of weeks or even a couple of months of just napping and napping and napping and being able to nap. And then as you're also removing stresses from your life and you're looking at, okay, maybe this coffee is not helping me. Maybe I want to experiment. One of my clients um, cut out coffee for a couple of weeks just to see, to see how it felt. And actually she, she was able to rest much better. You know, so look at like these little tweaks that you're investing in being able to rest. Uh, so yeah, so cycling, walking in nature, absolutely. That can be a really good way to rest when you are caught up on your under resting. 
I really like meditations for the nervous system. So again, you can go to YouTube or you can use Insight Timer and you can look for a meditation to calm, meditation for the nervous system. I use that a lot when I was in New York and I was getting just very not positive news <laughs> constantly. And what was happening was I, I was having to wake up at 3 a.m. so that I could get the first calls from Madrid about her medical condition and then take decisions for the next treatment and then try to get some sleep, try to be present during the day. Yeah, and, and it was, but I knew like that's the situation I was in. I couldn't get an earlier flight than the Thursday and, um, and I was extremely anxious and sort of bordering on panic attacks. So for me, active rest was lying on my back and trying to calm my nervous system at that point. Other things that I like to do is to just lie on my back and listen to piano music and rain sounds. And that also takes the pressure off having a nap because sometimes you think like, okay, I'll have a nap, that will be good rest. And then you can't have a nap and then you don't feel rested and you get angry and grumpy. So I like to do that and very often it does lead into a nap, but sometimes it doesn't. Um, other bits of active rest. I think there's also something to be said for like listening to an audiobook or reading a magazine or, you know, doing something like baking where you're doing it just for pleasure. But if you feel like, oh God, the idea of the washing up is going to be very unpleasant, then don't do it. Um, I found sometimes like cleaning and reorganizing my house, if I'm doing that from a place of this is going to be therapeutic, it works really well. If I'm doing it because I think, oh no, people are coming around, it's not resting. So different things can be resting or restful rather, depending on the energy that's coming behind them. I'm going to link to a podcast with my coach Vicky, where she talks about clean rest versus dirty rest. And she has some brilliant resources. So have a have a try. I'm going to put a link to the piano music that I'm listening to at the moment. I also use the Pathway and there are, it's like $30 a month and it's, I've mentioned it before, like it's a manifestation um, membership, but I don't really use it for manifestation. I use it to like tidy my mind and tidy my thoughts. And there are some really good meditations in there. So if you're looking for something that you can kind of incorporate into your day-to-day -day routine, I do recommend the pathway. I don't do any of the community things, anything like that. I just, I just use it for the meditations and to kind of get clear on what it is that I want to do. And then also insight timer. There are some really lovely meditations that can help you to ease into that rest as well. So that was an accidentally long podcast, but... <laughs> But there we go. I think it's a worthwhile topic. Well, I'm pretty passionate about this. And yeah, let me know how you get on. I'm also going to be posting this week about the membership, Studio Confianza. The group coaching will be open until Sunday. And then I'm going to close it for the summer. Um, and we're kind of moving into focusing on, you know, I'm putting this climate conscious coaching lens onto all of my work. And a place that we're going to start with is rebalancing our relationships with money, with intuition, with nature, and also with time. Obviously, that was why I got this certification, so that I can teach you 
what I have learned, because it's very nice to feel that time is no longer your nemesis and time is your friend. So there'll be, in, <laughs> there'll be info about that in the show notes as well. And, and yeah, let me know how you get on. Come and say hi on Instagram or send me an email. And if you've got more questions, do email me these questions because I promise you other people are struggling with this as well. And it's a really nice prompt for me to record some resources and put them together for you. Okay, bye.